Hey Chit Chatters, welcome to another episode of Coaching for Millennials. In this episode, we're continuing our series of uncovering your strengths, using your talents to enhance your career, life, and future. Today's guest is Christy Huynh, who is a really good friend of mine. I've known her for over a decade, and we're diving deep into her favorite theme of connectedness, but also chatting about deliberative. And what's really interesting Um, In this episode, you're going to hear us go back and forth between the two themes based on, you know, where she is in her life, where she is in her career, and how it's created a sense of balance for her, and how these other themes overlap. So I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode as we continue the series. I know the series is probably going to go on for at least another three or four months because there's so many themes. Remember, there's 34 themes in the Clifton Strengths Finder. So ultimately, I'm going to try and figure out a way to pare this down so that we're not doing this forever. But at any rate, let's get this episode started. Let's dive in. Bring your pen and paper. Are you struggling to find your purpose in life? Do you feel like something is missing and you need some guidance? Do you often feel unfulfilled with what you're doing on a day-to-day basis? Well, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to feel that way anymore. I'm here to help you through your journey in life to gain clarity, find purpose, and passion. My name is Jose Miguel Longo. I'm a gay Hispanic, a husband, dog daddy, advocate for social justice, and DEI, ally for all LGBTQ+, a career and life coach, and millennial born in 1983. I have spent my time since the age of 14 working my way around the world of work. I know my God-given talents are to help those around me to gain clarity in their lives while finding their passion and purpose. For the last decade, I've spent my time coaching college students and alums from all three generations, X, Y, and Z, and designing their career stories and mapping what they want to do in their lives. Whether it's gaining clarity in who you are and what you're meant to do, learning to build a resume or write a cover letter, holding you accountable and building your career journey or designing your life. The podcast Coaching for Millennials is a how-to guide for all things career, life, and a sprinkle of everything in between. It is an all-inclusive space for meaningful conversations on topics happening in our world right now. It is a space for people to go on a holistic journey in uncovering their passion and purpose. I'm here for all generations, no matter what you identify as. If you're seeking to transition from a career industry or job to another, or ready to transform your life completely, I got you, boo. Whatever the fantasy you're trying to create, let me make it happen. If you're ready to start the journey to explore your passion and purpose, get focused on gaining clarity to transform you to a place that will fuel you, inspire you, and sprinkle some joy and laughter in between, it's time to dive into coaching for millennials. What's going on, Chatters? Welcome to another episode of Coaching for Millennials. Today, we have a special guest as we conclude our series, Uncovering Your Strengths. I'm here with my good friend, Christy Huynh. Welcome to the show. Good to see you. <laughs> so great to see you. I haven't seen you in forever. Awesome to connect. Thanks for having me. This is great. Yes, yes. So we're chatting about Strengths Quest and the top five things that people have, but also the one that is really their favorite and the one that they find themselves using either the most and how do they connect to each other. So why don't you tell people who you are, what you do, what's your top five, and then which one's your favorite, and then we'll dive in. 
Sure. Um, so I've been working with strengths since 2005. I had the opportunity to uh, attend a two-day um, session where I really was able to, um, for the first time, learn about Strengths Quest um, and start my Strengths journey. Um, and I did that in the lens and the capacity of working in higher ed. So at the time, I was coordinating community service and service learning. Um, since then, I've done um, additional work in um, career coaching and advisement. Um, and I actually developed a course called Exploring Your Strengths based on um, strengths-based theory um, to support undeclared students through their, their journey. Uh, most recently, I've been invited to be the interim dean of students. Um, and so that's um, very new to me. And, you know, as you, you may know, when you're in transition and you're learning something new, I think your strengths present um, more strongly. Um, and so um, I've been able to uh, lean into them in different ways and new ways in the last month as I've entered this uh, new role. So my top five are achiever, input, connectedness, deliberative, and empathy. Um, so I'm excited to talk about them. Yeah, that's amazing. So congratulations on that opportunity, because I think when we have those opportunities within our career that we see a potential of allowing us to grow and step out of our comfort zone, but also allow us to use our strengths in ways that we didn't think about before is really interesting to see. And it's a great opportunity, you know, just not from the professional perspective, but also what can it do for you personally to really enable you more and to empower you. And then the work you actually get to do to help others. I always find that fascinating. So congratulations, but I'm excited for you. Thank you. The other thing that I want to mention is that we go way back <laughs> to, to 2011, 2010, 2011, and we both were part of that journey in going through the Strengths Quest coaching program to get certified as coaches and really uncover deeply what Strength Quest does. Do you have anything that you want to add to that piece for listeners to understand what that really means and what it did for you after going through that process? Yeah, I remember the first um, invitation to, to learn about it and to, you know, to go to the training. Um, and after the two-day training was done, um, we were kind of launched and told, okay, now you go back to your campuses and you know, you're, you're now trained. And uh, I was there with two other colleagues and kind of looked at each other like, uh, what? <laughs> we're, not, we're not ready to do this. Um, and so when we went back to campus, we said, hey, let's work with our you know, orientation leaders, right? They're a great group to kind of test the waters and, you know, they already have um, a lot of leadership development under their belt. Um, and so we brought kind of strengths quest. Um, we did a couple activities with them. We processed with them. We learned a lot. Um, and I think what we found was, oh, wow, <clears throat> the energy <laughs> that is created in a room as people are, you know, invited to talk about themselves and each other through a strengths lens just naturally um, is amazing. <laughs> and so I think that gave us the confidence um, to be like, you know, this is, there's something here and let's kind of expand on this. And so um, we just kind of built off of that and continued, um, you know, kind of to learn and to grow and to understand, you know, in different contexts, how do we um, help, 
you know, students and each other. We've done a lot, you know, building teams with, you know, staff and, you know, even community partners. And so it's just kind of grown and expanded. Um, and so I think, yeah, you know, once you get into this work, you realize, you know, there's so much potential and so much applicability um, in so many ways. Um, and it just kind of builds and, you know, it feeds. Um, the other thing I've learned is I've done, you know, facilitated, you know, kind of individual, you know, sessions with folks and in group sessions, sessions with teams who are struggling, sessions with teams who are thriving. Um, and I'm the type of person who I'll say, I'll do anything once, I'll give it a try. <laughs> I love, that's my, that's my input, right? I, I'd love to crave new knowledge. And, um, but the second time I usually get bored. I can say with Quest, it's never boring. There's always something to learn from every person, you know, you're processing with and um, talking to about it. Every group has its own dynamics. Um, so self-assessments in general and Quest specifically um, is always interesting um, and, and helpful. Um, so it's one thing I never <laughs> get bored of, which um, yeah. I think is a great sign. Well, I think with your achiever and your input, it always is that constant part of learning from other people and then just being able to present something that's new that you know, number one is to bring value to them, not just as a student or a staff who's gaining education or professional development, but it's something they're gonna drive home with them for the rest of their lives if they apply it. And then when you think about your empathy and connectedness, I think that it also is about turning that switch for that moment of being present with those individuals, giving them that space and being able to connect with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I live for that, right? In terms <laughs> of deeply having an understanding of others and to be able to see um, and you know, be witness to when others are really digging deep and affirming um, and getting you know, perhaps some new language around, you know, this is who I am and who I've been and I know that. But then this, you know, affirming language around that potential and the way to build off of that and the way that it's really needed in the world, right? And so Strengths Quest gives us this context of, you know, this is, these are your individual strengths and these are how they work kind of in combination. And, you know, this is what the team <laughs> needs from you, right? It needs you to show up and kind of use these strengths because um, that's what's kind of best for the team. And the best part is it's also what's best for the individual, right? Because they're allowed to kind of work in these areas that energize them and they have a lot of potential and capacity in. Um, so yeah, my strengths, I believe, really lend themselves to working with Quest in terms of, um, I just really appreciate that work and that opportunity um, to be in spaces with folks as they're exploring and learning um, and uncovering. Um, and also able to share that, you know, with each other um, and kind of build off of that. I love everything you just said. It's kind of, I just made some notes and I just wrote down one of the things you said, because it's it's a hundred percent. I think why we we when we take the strengths quest assessment or the strengths finder assessment and we connect with it and we then own our strengths, we can see how powerful it can be to help others uncover what they are. And when you're able to live that life that ultimately gives you an understanding of where your true value is and where your energy comes from and placing that and actually, you know, putting it to use, we're so much more successful and we're so much more happy and fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So yeah, thank you for sharing that because that's exactly what it comes down to. 
So let's jump into your favorite of your top five. What do you want to share about that? Um, so yeah, when you kind of posed this question, of course I said, <laughs> how can I pick a favorite? It's like picking a favorite child. Um, <laughs> but I think probably my favorite right now is connectedness. Um, and the reason it's my favorite right now is I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pulling from it and using it. And it's showing up a lot. But also I find it to be... I guess the most complex right now. Um, and so, and I find value in that and I, I enjoy kind of the complexity of it. So I guess I would say right now, my favorite is connectedness. Yeah, so for the, for the people out there who listen to the podcast, I'm just gonna read a brief description that the Strengths Finder book gives us about connectedness so that they're able to understand and connect with it. Um, mm-hmm. So connectedness are things that happen for a reason. You are sure of it. You are sure of it because it's in your soul. You know that we're all connected. Yes, we are individuals responsible for our own judgments and our possessions of our own free will. But nonetheless, we're part of something larger. Some may call it the collective unconscious. Others may label it spirit or life force. But whatever your word of choice, you gain confidence from knowing that we are not isolated from one another or from the earth or, and the life on it. This feeling of connectedness implies certain responsibilities. If we are all part of a large picture, then we must not harm others because we will be willing to harm ourselves. We must not exploit because we, are, we will be willing exploiting ourselves. Your awareness of these responsibilities creates your value system. So that you know, when I read these definitions, some of them sound like really run on sentences because the thoughts are so different from one sentence to another. But that one is always so powerful to me because I mentioned before I had someone else that I did connect in this with. And it always brings me back to how grounded it makes you to not just your surroundings or the people around you, but to the world itself. Share a little bit about how, you know, and it's in your bottom, right? It's your fifth one out of your top five. Share a little bit about how your experience today is making you feel like connectedness is so important and what impact has it had on you so far since you've kind of gone through this transition. Yeah, well, thanks for reading that. That was, um, yeah, it's truth for me. <laughs> like that, well, everything you read is, is, is true for me and, um, and it does, it ends up um, guiding um, kind of who I am. So my first thoughts went to, um, I'm, I'm not my <laughs> current job, but some of my um, other passions in terms of um, it reminded me what you just read about my true love for, for nature, for gardening, and it is feeling like spring up here in um, upstate New York. And um, that just brings me alive, right? Um, and I like to feel connected kind of to even that whole like cycle in terms of the seasons and the process. Um, so for me, it's very, it's very big. It's, it's beyond kind of my job. It's, it has to actually do with my connection to the universe. So that's kind of a starting place, but to kind of bring it back to, um, the work that I'm doing right now, I, um, in my role as interim Dean of students, um, I'm really just spending a lot of time listening. Right. And so I'm talking to, um, the staff in the Dean of students office and I'm, really wanting to know, okay, you know, so what's your role? Like, what do you do? 
um, day to day and, you know, in, in supporting students and, um, and then how is my role connected to what you do? How can I support you? And how, you know, how do I interface with you? And so kind of it starts with the core of, you know, our office. But then there's also so many departments. I would argue maybe every department on campus, that, you know, there's also this, <laughs> and this connection, right? And so I'm reaching out and I'm, I'm learning and I'm understanding. So some of this you're hearing kind of my, my input and, you know, um, my deliberative, I mean, you know, I want to think deeply and I want to understand um, deeply about it, but it's really my connectedness that's driving that, right? So I want to understand, you know, how we interface um, in order, right? And to support student success and help students thrive, because in the end, that's what it's all about for me. Um, and so my connectedness is just going wild right now because I love to be in this position where it really, I feel like my job is to be a connector, right? Like I'm helping connect students to resources. I'm helping connect students um, to, you know, could be in an emergency situation to the support that they need. Um, I'm bringing people together on campus to um, have conversations. If we have a student of concern to, you know, kind of make those connections and say, okay, what are all the pieces that are happening that we're all seeing, right? Um, communally, and then how can we best kind of support the student and um, support the community as a whole. Um, so I'm getting the opportunity to make those connections with individual people, but for me, it's also broader in terms of how do I connect these pieces together in order to create, you know, a community and network that's, you know, supporting and helping our students thrive. So my connectedness has been going wild lately, and yeah. it's been great. <laughs> Well, I think I love what you said about how your input and your deliberative kind of squeeze into there, but you're seeing that strong synergy, um, almost an intersectionality of all five. But when you look at the bottom one, right, number five, what people often don't, don't understand is that it creeps up every different time with, with your life. And I love what you said, how it reminded you of how grounded you like to feel to the earth, nature, and where your soul is really truly connected. And if you think about the season that we're in, right, how it plays how it plays a role in your energy, and how you're now finding yourself in this role to really push that through. Maybe connectedness was always there, high level with everything that you do, and this was a perfect reminder of like, wow, this is so much more than just now. It's always been there, not just because it's number five, but strongly. Right. I've always looked at your um, Instagram with all the amazing pictures of your garden, which I'm jealous about, and also all your quotes that are just really connecting to the soul of someone and where that comes from with with the earth and the people around us and the energy that we get. It's so powerful. So powerful. What would you say is the impact of, well, I'm going to rephrase that question. What impact has your top five had on you and what would you describe the impact of connecting this for you? And it could be your life, it could be career, it could be any of those things. Yeah, so, um, so I understand my top five to be um, ways to describe who I am, right? So um, I'll, I think I'll come at this in a little different way in terms of talking about the impact of having the language um, and how that's been beneficial. So when I first got my top five, um, I got this description of deliberative um, that I was like confused by because growing up, I would say my, you know, introversion <laughs> um, was always labeled with words like shy or 
reserved. And if you hear those words, they don't really, you know, they don't sound like they're, you know, <laughs> derogatory, but the way I always interpreted them and in the context that I would hear them, never ever did I think of someone was complimenting me or that it was somehow affirming. <laughs> and so when I got this word deliberative, which was a different word, right? I would never, I was never called, um, you know, oh, she's deliberative when I was younger. Like that just wasn't the language that was used. Yeah. There was this new word describing this old understanding of who I was. And it was in this context of strengths and it was describing it as a strength. So one of the things that strengths was is allowed is for me, really, like that was my kind of liberation, right? Uh, oh, wow, this thing <laughs> that I am, you know, part of who I am um, is a strength. It is valued. It does have value. And so it gave me new language and new understanding. So that was super, super powerful for me. Um, and so I think that's kind of one of the things in terms of um, the way StrengthsQuest, you know, um, has, you know, just been a really, you know, personally um, kind of strong tool affirming um, and kind of shown me some value that I just, you know, didn't have the language for a lens that I hadn't seen it through. So, and I forget what your question was, but <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what? it, um, it answers the question fine. because you took one of your themes that impacted you the most in your life. You had lived your life through this lens of the imprint you had of what you were from a child. You were always shy. You were quiet, this introverted person. And I think those labels and those identities oftentimes can have a negative connotation and it can leave us with an impression of like, that's wrong. It's wrong to be shy. It's wrong to be quiet. When it's the complete opposite, it's embracing who you are in your own identity and part of, of what it really means to be you, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have this language, this new introduction. I call this a dictionary on its own. I mean, the, the 34 themes... Yes, they're words, and some of them are really unique to the Clifton family and to the Gallup family, but at the same time, this book and the breakdown of what the assessment does is providing people the affirmation to recognize fundamentally who they are. And with deliberative, it made you feel free of always feeling like the shy person that you were can now live the full, like, let's just see the analogy of a butter, uh, not a butterfly, a flower, right? It buds and it's so small and then it opens up in this beautiful thing. Like you feel alive by the fact that you own that. Yeah. Yeah. It gave me a uh, new language for it. It also showed me, okay, so those folks that don't have deliberative, right? I have someone I work really closely with, you know, who has activator command. Um, and we work well, and we bounce <laughs> off of each other because um, she'll come and, um, you know, say, okay, this is what I'm thinking. And, um, and I'll take my deliberative empathy and say, okay, well, let's think deeply about this and how this affects here. And, um, and so I learned um, that, you know, it is needed, right? It is needed by the team. It is needed um, just as much as, you know, the themes, obviously, that I don't have um, are really helpful to me, right? Because they can kind of push me in some different ways. And, um, you know, working on a team with people, you know, who don't have deliberative, but do have activator, um, then I learn by their example of like, hey, okay, we're going to take a risk, we're going to jump in, we don't have to do it all figured out. And I'm like, what? 
<laughs> yes, we do. Um, and it's like, okay, I can, you know, as a team and, you know, with others, yeah, I can jump in and, and we can make some mistakes and it will be okay. So it's, it's helped to stretch me. Um, and also to know the delivery is really, you know, important and valued. Um, but it also can be stretched, right? And I can um, work with others um, and to know that, um, okay, sometimes, you know, we got to put the deliberative aside and we're going to take the activator on um, as a group. Um, and so how that all, you know, kind of works together. But if we're working from this place of, you know, value, valuing where each other is coming from, um, you know, the team can be, you know, kind of much stronger than any individual. And that's kind of cliche, but I really learned that it's, also true. <laughs> um, and so there's something really important um, about understanding that um, and seeing the value everybody brings. So I yeah. love that. And I think that also there's two things. One is, do you remember what the domain is that the deliberative lives under? Because I can't remember which one it is. Is it? Um, I think it's executing. Executing. Okay. I was going to say that, but I wasn't sure. So I think that's really interesting because I think you, you, you want for one, you create, you identified a barrier that you've experienced with the deliberative, which is the, those who are command and activators that are really strong in executing and seeing how deliberative kind of is in that family, in that unit of the top four, um, you know, domains, what it really does for someone in trying to create that balance. But also when you apply what the barrier is, is like, you almost take a step back to see how people want to take action with risk. And maybe sometimes someone who's deliberative and the empathy wants to really spend the time to say, let's think about this, let's process it, like you said. So I love that you brought that up. Can you can you identify any barriers you've experienced other than the one you, sh you shared? Because I think that was the um, a great example. And it could be with any of them. It could be with, you know, deliberative or it could be with connectedness because I feel like you're you're kind of vibing off of both of those and you see most of you right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the, um, and I don't know if it's a barrier, but it's definitely something I have to be cautious with, with my connectedness um, is I will <laughs> find a connection to everything and between everything. And sometimes it's most effective <laughs> to um, not necessarily bring everybody in and, you know, um, you know, so, so I, I've had to learn to temper that sometimes that, you know, that I'm a, I'm a consensus builder and I really enjoy, you know, process because <laughs> of my deliberative, my connectedness together, my input, all of them. Um, and so sometimes I've learned, you know what, um, we need to, kind of focus. <laughs> I don't want to focus in my top five um, and maybe <laughs> look a little bit more narrowly. Not that we can't later, maybe at a different time, you know, take that broader view and, and, and do the connectedness. So um, I have had to temper my connectedness sometimes and be like, okay, wait, let's, <laughs> um, let's not look at this kind of holistically at this very moment, right? Let's, we got to kind of narrow in and focus. Um, but because my natural tendency will always be <laughs> to look kind of at that broad, you know, picture, um, all the connections, all the possibilities. Um, and there's, you know, time and space where that needs to become, um, you know, more narrow. So, but I'm, I, I'm become more adept at moving in and out of that, right? So like kind of going <laughs> and kind of focusing in and then taking that, the broad view, I'm kind of going back and forth. Um, 
but yeah, you know, our strengths <laughs> um, are those, you know, kind of areas where we thrive and um, where we just have a lot of capacity and can be energized in. Um, and, you know, that, that strength of that also then means though, um, that there's other perspectives, right, that we're not taking, and that's just by definition, and so it's not necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes, yeah, just kind of understanding the limitations of that, and again, that's why we need each other, right, um, and that's that's why we need to kind of keep our, our strengths in check and continue to get feedback from others and hear like, oh yeah, you know, that in that situation, I probably should have thought about um, and considered this too, so um, which I think is always part of the growth and, um, you know, something that I appreciate, right. When I can get that feedback, um, and kind of get that deeper understanding and some of that happens through experience and some of that happens, um, through just, you know, um, kind of reflecting and thinking about that. Yeah. And I think what you said about living with it and finding yourself that as time has gone on, you've been able to understand how you have to, you know, focus and you kind of reel it in a little bit that makes so much sense when you've taken the time to really invest in yourself with these strengths and being able to say, okay, if, if my energy is truly committed to living through my strengths, because that's what's going to bring me the most success, then understanding and reflecting as needed as you're kind of growing through it and they're growing with you to say, oh, let me pump the brakes for a second. Let me refocus my energy. Let me refocus on what I'm thinking here from that framework. So yeah, that's so, so true. And I think so needed for people to understand in this journey. So let's kind of summarize all this here because we've had such a deep, valuable conversation that I think the listeners who are listening to this will see and hear your connectedness, your deliberative, and then parts of your empathy and input. What are some final thoughts you want to share with the listeners here about strains and what they mean to you or anything that you would want to share with them? Um, I guess I would just say if you've already had the opportunity, right, to um, learn your strengths and kind of dive into it, um, to, you know, continue to um, expand on that. Um, this has been really fun and interesting because um, I'm usually, you know, in your role, right? I'm usually the one asking the questions and pulling things side, out. Yeah. Um, so it's really um, interesting and refreshing to be able to share. So thank you for that space. Um, and it reminds me of how valuable that is. And I think sometimes if we are practitioners um, or we're working with strengths a lot, um, sometimes we don't take the time for ourselves to like dig deeper into our own. So I guess that would be the suggestion. If there's anybody out there who has not had the opportunity um, to take the assessment or think about and learn more about their strengths. Um, I just highly, highly recommend it. I just think it's a great tool um, for deep um, reflection, understanding, affirmation. Um, you know, there's 34 themes of talent. Everybody receives their top five. The combinations are, you know, just like endless, right? And for me, it's really a testament to the uniqueness that everybody brings. And I mean, again, we can say like, oh, everybody has value and, but StrengthsWest is, is like gives you kind of that proof of that. So it's just a powerful way to be like, and this is the value you do bring. Um, and so I find it to be um, a fun, affirming, great tool to use individually. I find it also even more impactful when you can share it with other people, um, especially if it's a team you're gonna be working closely with, it can build some real kind of trust and understanding 
of what each other needs, what each other brings. Um, so I really value um, what it offers, you know. Um, so I highly, highly recommend. And um, if you want <laughs> to connect, you know, Jose would be such a great person to um, kind of go on that strengths journey with. So um, this is awesome that you provide that and offer that. So thank you for, for this time and for, for doing this. Yeah, this was awesome. I, I I always love our conversations, even when they're not specific to strengths, but I feel like me reading that definition of connectedness to you kind of woke up a little bit of something that you may have forgotten about as it relates to the theme. And it made you feel a little bit more grounded as to, wow, this is the season that I'm in. And with what you're experiencing around you kind of woken up some senses that may have been in hibernation a little bit. Um, and what I'll say to, the, to what you said about strengths, thank you for sharing that. I think that when I think about my own, I've spent the last year and a half through the journey of this podcast and creating my coaching practice, really honing in on my particular strengths and recognizing what I'm amazing at with individualization, with input ideation and learner, and being able to apply that to coaching and helping people. And that's why I've taken it more seriously to share this series and being able to bring people to the conversation of like, if you really want to invest in yourself to live your best life and uncover what your strengths can do for you, let's hop on a conversation. So I appreciate you encouraging listeners to do that. Where can people find you? Because I want to make sure that the people who are on this podcast, who are my guests, can be heard of and can develop new connections and have conversations with others. Maybe someone might want to connect with you about your deliberative because they may not know what to do with it. Um, so of course, my you know Instagram handle is that even what it's called yes it's called a handle (laughs) um is speak to my soul yeah so so that fits um and so I'm on Instagram um and LinkedIn um so Christy Wynn um on LinkedIn uh I I do some writing I I do some card creating um and so there's ways to kind of connect with me if you're um, also interested in, you know, some of that. So um, yeah, I'd I'd be absolutely open um, to talking or connecting um, with anyone because that's who I am and I love to do that. So that connectedness. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Christy, this was amazing. Thank you so much for spending time with us. I really appreciate it. You give so much value to the strengths assessment tool, but also for people to hear so much of what you said and being able to, whether they connect to it or not, I think it's just hearing it, right? There's so much there to uncover. So thank you so much for sharing that and that experience with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Chit Chatter. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to share it with the world. We welcome everyone for listening. And if you'd like, please go on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Those reviews mean everything to me and they help the show grow, as well as for me to know what topics you want to hear from next. Be sure to go visit to coachingwithjoseamiguel.com or Coaching for Millennials for more up-to-date content, newsletters, blogs, information about coaching for life and career. Thank you so much for being a part of our magical world and for being part of this program. I can't wait to the next episode.